Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Shake it up, put it down, everybody spin around. It's your boy Eddie Collins. Guys, and this is Justin Brown. And we are back with Media Popcorns, movie news and trailer reactions, gang, gang, gang. How y'all doing? Movie out there? news and trailer reactions. Gang, 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 gang. And sometimes we want to bang, bang, bang the new stories. Cause first up, and this is a little bit gossipy, Sophia Vergara and Joe Maginello. Have, have announced that they're divorcing after seven years. And I knew something was up because Sophia Vergara has been Instagram posting these thirst traps that have definitely mm-hmm. trapped me. They, yeah, she's coming for me. She's coming. Bro, yeah, we have a I'm shot. Married. We have a shot. We have a shot. Okay. We should divide and conquer. <laughs> we should both. We should both try different avenues to try to talk to Sophia. You write her an email, right? And I'll tweet at her. And then we both hopefully will figure something out where we can. You know, wait, take- wait, wait. You're telling me in 2023 to write a woman an email? <laughs> so you want me to sit here. Is that how the youngest date now? <laughs> and be a fucking modern day murder she wrote and just sit there and t- tappity tappity. No, <laughs> was like, it, what, what about the yeah. Tom Hanks? The, the Tom Hanks romantic comedy. You got mail, you know, you can be. Have a meet cute via email. But her phone isn't going to say you've got mail. <laughs> that is true. It's just going to be like, you blocked another creep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey. hey. So it's like, I feel like if any man is trying to get a, a, a woman to notice him through email, I'm pretty sure there are some weird pictures attached to that. One of them mm-hmm. probably being of his penis. And that's not something I do. <laughs> Think about who's sending an email to a woman. It's just like, there's something about you (laughs) (laughs) that makes my heart flutter. (laughs) Well, Joe Machinello doesn't talk like that, but you don't talk like that either. So I I don't know who that uh, person is. That's creepy. The creepy guy sending emails to women. That's, I guess, I guess. I mean, ladies, call in, call in 347-508-0978. If you appreciate a good old fashioned email from a suitor, or do you like the app thing or, you know, just in person? Like, what's the thing now? If you were a single lady that listens to media popcorn, first off, thank you. Second off, why? Third off, call (laughs) and let us know. What is the dating scene like these days, and what do you prefer? Three four seven five zero eight zero nine seven eight. Poor from yes. Is it is it an email that's going to get you all hot and bothered? A dear John Leather that's coming digitally. Dear John Leather, letter. Oh boy, what happened to Finland, man? <laughs> like you've been. <laughs> Dude, have you are you like, are you speaking more Finnish these days? Is no, I'm jet lag, nigga. My brain ain't working, motherfucker. That's what happened. <laughs> I'm jet lag like a motherfucker. And I worked today. Oh, I really? I just got last night. I went to a full day of work, nigga. <laughs> I'm jet lag. It'd be so funny if that's, 
if you had a breakdown at work, you like someone's like, "Hey, so tell me about this car." It's like this car, this car. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this car, nigga. What do you need it for? <laughs> do you understand what they're doing to the environment? <laughs> I was on a flight last night, coming from Finland. <laughs> <laughs> they got right there. Anyways, um, some more uh, some more non movie news because uh, we got some big stuff to talk about. Obviously, that's happened in the industry. Um, just wanted to shout out Tracy Chapman, uh, who from her 1988 hit Fast Car is making bank off of uh, this cover from a country star um, named Luke Com- uh, Combs. Combs. Uh, yeah, who did a, a cover of Fast Car? It's blowing up. Apparently, a bunch of young people didn't know that Tracy Chapman made the original, and a lot of more ignorant people didn't under- realize that Tracy Chapman's hit was huge at the time. Because um, yeah. I think a lot of people were trying to be like, oh, like, you know, um, this black woman's being forgotten. I mean, the people that know about Tracy Chapman, we know. We've been talking about her, like, when people would tweet about this song and be like, oh, it's such a good original song and shit. It's like, no, no. Tracy Chapman had that soul. I got that album on fucking vinyl. That's That's one of the most, like, deep albums i've ever heard in my life but uh well yeah it's funny because like it's the same thing that like when um paul mccartney did that song with fucking rihanna and uh kanye west everybody's like yeah this paul uh, who who's this uh did i say paul simon no you said paul mccartney oh okay i was was like wait a second yeah um and so it's like he was like like who's this paul mccartney guy was like what (laughs) (laughs) yeah man dude i got the guy kids we were watching that movie sing too and they, they do mm-hmm. a lot of covers in that movie, a, a bunch of different songs. My goddaughter was singing uh, Kings of the Stone Age, System of a Down, uh, Elton John. She's singing these songs, Prince. She's singing these songs and she has no idea who the original artist is. And I was yeah. like, that's cool for the like artist getting those plays, even though it's a terrible cover. But I'm yeah. like, it also has to be so disheartening to know these young people love your song, but they don't know who you are. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but that's what happens, I guess. Wait, what? Just time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Past co- the time. What covers? You know, because Fast Car came out. I was two years old. You know what I mean? It came out that long yeah. ago, and so it's like I don't, I don't blame people for not knowing. But at the same time, if you claim to be a fa- uh, fan of music, you got to go a little bit deeper. I mean, all these apps have so much trivia at this point. There's no way you're not looking listening to the Luke Combs cover. And Spotify is not like, hey, by the way, like the original cover is this person because they want to get more plays on their app. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's well, no way it's not happening. You, you know, uh, what's crazy uh, for me is the fact is like, you know, you, these things come on Instagram and things like that. And it's just like, you know, it has some song there. Probably a, I saw one which is a very popular song, Bohemian Rhapsody. And someone in the comments is just like, it's just like, like uh, uh, name it a song. <laughs> so it's like you don't know, <laughs> you don't know Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah. it's also it's like well, if you were born in nineteen, you know, or nineteen ninety eight or two thousand, yeah, there may be a there may be a world where you don't understand what uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was and you know what that is for a culture. So it's like oh okay, whatever. But it's like yeah. pe- but people get offended and then they jump all over people. It's just like you know there are young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's what happens with time, you know, like you, uh, you start becoming less relevant and then like new people sometimes discover old shit and then you just got to accept that that's recycle. That's just what happens. I mean, think about films. No, no film is original these days. You know what I mean? Um, 
And sometimes the stuff that went away comes right back, like UCB, which will have a new New York theater again. Um, the homie mm-hmm. Mike Brown uh, from the Comedy yeah. Outliers po- podcast, he and I talked a little bit about this. But having been a past participant at UCB, Justin, how do you feel about this? Like, it sounds like it's going to be it's going to be in the un- it's going to be off of 14th Street. Mike Brown and I are convinced yeah. it's going to be near like uh, the meatpacking district, but it's possible it could be by the stand and stuff. Um, but what do you mm-hmm. feel just in general about UCB coming back, knowing like their uh, complicated history? Well, I, I mean, it's. I know like UCB has been uh, bought out by another company, which is, uh, you know, taking over and they're kind of, you know, shifting in a different direction. Uh, like, listen, like I started out at UCB, you know, most of, uh, you know, a lot of my, my big wins in the industry came because of, you know, my connection to UCB. And there's a lot of people that you guys see on film and then just popular music and everything today, which actually come from UCB and you just don't know it. So like, for me, I love it, but I just hope in this new run, in this new um, reinvigorated, uh, rebranded version of UCB, that they are more artist-centric and they're making sure that they're sharing that wealth and that, um, that you know, the artists, the, the comics uh, don't get left behind. Yeah, yeah, I hope... I just hope that they learn from past mistakes. And if they do want to do any type of non improv or sketch that they come up with a business model that allows for compensation. Yeah. Well, and it's it's tough because like, um, you know, comedy has changed so much. And like one of the reasons that I kind of started to stray away from uh, UCB is like, it became very stringent and Mm. it became a place where it wasn't a place where you can, you know, try out new stuff and whatnot. And it became like kind of, yeah, it, it basically started like for, for, for me, kind of like the beginning of the end of like, like that, the fun in comedy, mm. uh, you yeah. know, because it became way too, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. And, it, uh. and there's, there, there's a part of, there's a part of it, you know, that like, I, I don't want to go into it because there's a lot of different, uh, aspects of what was going on and it's not necessarily black and white yeah. um but uh yeah it, it it was hard to be there considering of what it was when i first started so you know it, it's just it, it'll be interesting i'd love to just go to a show and, and you know and see and see what they're doing and see now it's coming along you know i i root for uh, for it but at the same time i also realize that they're not going to have the same industry uh, connections that they once had mm. so it's you know and the alumni they're not I don't think they're going to have that strong connection that they had to the previous studios uh, as uh, theaters so it, it's it's going to be different it's going to be different is it, it, it so if to me it kind of feels like it's starting all over again and um, you know is it going to start all over again just to get ruined again who knows mm. yeah yeah we'll have to wait and see but uh yeah, if you're into the New York comedy scene, be on the lookout for podcasts and performers like Justin and I possibly talking about our experience at the new UCB at some point. Um, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of black performers, uh, Jamie Foxx has been cited um, publicly on a boat recently. He recovered a, purse from, uh, a lost purse from a, a woman in Chicago and was also seen playing pickleball at some point. 
Now, the curious thing about all this is that in a lot of videos, Jamie Foxx is giving thumbs up, and he's like bowing. No one's no one's getting him on camera, at least to my knowledge, actually speaking. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's been a lot of rumors about what kind of illness befell him. Um, the family still has not talked publicly about it. I'm glad to see him on about. He seems to be physically moving well and everything. But the fact that we have not heard, heard a guy who was famous for his his comedic timing and voice on camera saying anything has me a little bit worried. So I'll just say this. I hope Jamie's well. And I hope that, you know, um, that, you know, whatever, however far along he's in his recovery process and, and whatnot, uh, that people give him that that room to do that and what, how, whatever capacity he has, because that is a private matter and he doesn't owe us anything to jump on camera to do all that. Uh, but I think the main thing that we have to just get out of the way is niggas stop saying that he was cloned. <laughs> what? In promotion for the movie? <laughs> no, no. Niggas need to stop saying that Jamie Foxx has been cloned or that's a body double and Jamie Foxx is really dead or some wild oh, shit. God. Because I know somebody said it. I, I, somebody posted uh, something very much in this vein on um, uh, on Instagram uh, recently. I, I can't remember the girl's name. Or I give her the credit for it. It's just like the government is not spending money to clone niggas. <laughs> because they've been trying to get rid of us. Why are niggas not cloning niggas? Uh, so, like, yeah, we're not that important uh, uh, to the world. So, guys, like, like, let's chill out with that shit. Like, Jamie Foxx. He's doing okay, and he's yeah. and he's has the right to take his time uh, before he like really Absolutely. puts himself back in the public eye. That's all I got to say about it. Absolutely, I completely agree. Um, you know, I just hope that he, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with his acting career and stuff like that. He he is getting older, so I, you know, I'm I wouldn't be mad if he was like, hey, I'm gonna retire from acting or take an extended break or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to keep working out here. He hasn't had a kid like Al Pacino did. You know, just a few weeks ago, Al Pacino also was re- recently mentioned in the news um, by Christopher Nolan, the the acclaimed director who directed him on Insomnia, which is actually a very underrated Christopher Nolan movie. Not too many people talk about Insomnia, but also fantastic performance by Robin Williams uh, that no one ever talks about. But apparently, uh, Christopher Nolan only gave uh, gave Al Pacino one acting note, and the Pacino immediately rebutted him and said. I've already done that. You just, you can't see it to, with your eye. And then he said, watch the dailies. And then Noah watched it. He's like, oh, he did do that. <laughs> Al Pacino's just like, no, no, no. You see, I've already, I've already done that. Wah! <laughs> like, <laughs> devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, listen, go back and you'll find it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> what if you, that's such a good me- Jedi mind trick though, because what if you really didn't do it, but now you have the person thinking you did do it. So they convinced themselves that you actually performed yeah. that. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can see Al Pacino yeah. doing that Jedi mind shit, especially like, cause this is no one after Memento. So like insomnia is like the next movie. He hasn't gotten to like Batman level yet. Right. And so I can see Al being like, listen, listen, Nolan boy. Okay. I know you just did your little Memento movie, but I'm an actor. Okay. <laughs> I, I want for set up a woman, but you know, I should have won. I really should have won. For Godfather Part One, you're fucking. 
<laughs> Carlitos way, Scarface, you know Godfather Part Three. Your your Al Pacino's terrible, but it's also like everybody's Al Pacino's exactly the same. It's exactly what I did. You're doing, but for some reason, I always just feel like it's worse coming out. Of your mouth. <laughs> but I appreciate it, Brandon. I actually appreciate that Al Pacino. That's one of the better ones that you've done. So I congratulate. I appreciate that. that, Justin. You know what I said. Oh, and there you go. You <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> there you go. You fucked it up. Take it away. Take it away. Woo. Okay. Strike it. From the record. All right. Uh, also, take it away. Uh, I would say take away Bob Iger's uh, contract that has since been extended uh, to 2026. This motherfucker, who is the company chief of Disney, for those who don't know, uh, just recently came out in regards to the SAG after strike saying that people are being unreasonable. All the while, this guy has a contract extended to the t- end of 2026 and earning hundreds of millions of dollars. In compensation over the next few years, not including stock options. $30 million a year. Not including stock options, because that's the one thing they keep from us. I, yeah. I think it's very few times. I'd be surprised if stock options are included in that like publicly known salary. Mm-hmm. And so no, it's like for him to say not. for him to say some shit like that is why this podcast wholeheartedly supports the WGA and SAG after strikes. Because these companies are so fucking arrogant. And so okay with being beholden to stockbrokers and shit. They don't actually care about the people that are actually putting the work in to make these creations and make these things happen and make these things run. And I'm not just talking about creatives. I'm also talking about people that run their parks, that people that run uh, the various departments that keep the lights on just in general. Like these, these companies need to understand that they could lose everything immediately. And yes, they can try to use technology to replace all of us. But at some point, you have to understand, if you know anything about history, if you go that route, at some point there will be uprisings. And then if people can't feed themselves and people feel they have nothing else to lose, that's when we get to a society where motherfuckers just start killing people. And if you don't think, even with your little fortress that you probably have, the Disney man, that the motherfucker that plays Mickey Mouse Sunday through Monday at your fucking park... I don't know why I said Sunday through Monday because that's just two days. But maybe that's the only availability <laughs> they got. They're not going to fucking stalk you at your millionaire house in the Mickey Mouse outfit with a fucking butcher knife and just find you and stab you to death so you're going to have the most haunted, violent... Uh, okay, this is this is, this is is coming extreme. Thoughts of Brandon Collins and not those of Medium Popcorn Podcast. And this also isn't Brandon Collins, this is Eddie Collins. Uh, <laughs> so just legally putting that out there. I'm just saying... These people are not thinking all the way through because if they go fully over the cliff of the evil baron, that's going to leave people with so few options. They have no reason to want to keep the system going. Well, Brandon, let's be totally honest. It's, they're not worried about that because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen to them. Mm. They're uh, uh, the people who get fired and everything like that. They're not going to go after the billionaire. They're going to go after the person in their neighborhood. They're going to go after that milk, uh, that the person, the, the middle class family who's uh, who's just staying afloat, but has more than them. So then they're going to go after what uh, what they have. They're not going to go after the billionaire because the billionaire that presents a whole stable of issues and and, uh, and it's harder to get to. So they're going to go for the low hanging fruit and they're going to go after the people that are, that are closest to them because that's the way that crime works. Uh, so 
as far as the billionaires are concerned, they don't care because they're never going to be held responsible for any of this stuff uh, that goes on, which is really shitty. And like people need to realize that that's why you can't just stand by and let people suffer because eventually it's going to end on your doorstep before it actually hits the people who, who truly deserve it. That's why we always say on medium popcorn, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, then you better wake up and pay the fuck attention. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence told us that, and we echo it here on this podcast. That's right. So that's why it's also like, how are these CEOs making all this money when the bad decisions are right in front of you? For instance, WB CEO David Zasloff just produced, he just helped uh, execute, push through to the finish line, the biggest bomb supposedly in Warner Brothers history with The Flash. This movie mm-hmm. is already on digital release after being in the film, uh, the movie for uh, less than a month. I mean, for a little over a month. And it's potentially going to be the biggest flop in Warner Brothers' 100-year history. Yep. Yep. Fucking up. And he's still got a job. He's still able to do what he does. They cut fucking Bat, Bat Girl. It's crazy. But that's that's the way. That's the way, man. You know, like there is no repercussions for him. Uh, for these white uh, guys, for these yeah, white guys in like, Hollywood, it's crazy. Yeah, but you know, you know what? Let's let's cut out the diversity because that's the thing that's wrong with this. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing I want to you know I'll bring it up on the podcast so that we can both know that's going to be on the radar. We can let the listeners know that this is potentially something that will happen in a few weeks. I wanted to ask you if you'd be willing to watch the newest season of Project Greenlight, uh, which follows Issa Rae's uh, production company taking over the franchise from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, because I think it's it's a very illustrative of the struggle of being a creative person of color. And dealing with the system, even when it's being when you're being supported by other people of color, I think it's it's mm. and it's something that I think will allow me to kind of talk honestly about my universal experience, both good and bad. Uh, and this will only be this will only be exclusive to Patreon because it's gonna it's gonna be I'm gonna talk about some real shit. So, yeah. um, but let me we'll talk offline if you're cool with that. But I think there's yeah, a course, there's no, good opportunity that. to. Uh, address this because we're talking about these CEOs, but it also could be our people too that are kind of mm-hmm. fucking us up and in more ways be more traumatic because it's yeah. people that look like us. And it's like, but you know, you know what I'm going through because it's us. Why are you doing this to me? You know yeah. what I mean? So bro, like I said, it, the first role I ever booked was, was, was like, was ripped away from me by another black actor being the under uh just basically just undercutting me and just being a piece of a piece of garbage and and just and just saying 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 nonsense uh because because he wanted it mm. it's like but that's you know pe- people suck and the industry sucks yeah but you know our people suck as well so we can't just say it's the CEOs, all these people is like, we also, we've breeded, we have an industry that, that's uh, bred upon people just being shitty to each other to get what they, what they think that they want or what they think that they deserve. So, yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it's shitty, but you know, they, unfortunately it's, it's the name of the game 
and yeah. that doesn't make it okay. But Absolutely. you know, it's just something we you you have to contend with. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it, it sucks because also if you're a person of color and you get cast in like a big movie and then something like the strike happens because these big companies won't fucking negotiate with their talent. Then you're like, Oh, did I lose this? So for instance, uh, right before the strike, uh, some more additional casting news for uh, James Gunn's Superman legacy movie came out. In addition to the, the actor from the Pearl movie, I'm looking at that young man's name and Rachel Brosnan from uh, marvelous Miss Maisel. I love her. Uh, being um, booked as Clark Kent, Superman, and Lois Lane, respectively. We also had Isabella Merced, who is going to be tasked with playing the new version of uh, Hawk Girl. Um, we have Eddie Gathere, who is going to be playing Mr. Uh, Terrific, who uh, a lot of people know him from X-Men First Class. I thought he did a really solid job in that, and then had one of the lamest deaths in a superhero movie ever. And then Nathan Fillion is going to be playing a green lantern known as Guy Gardner. But now with the strike... I mean, all this shit's up in the air. I'm sure WB is not going to, you know, as soon as the strike lifts, they're not going to not do Superman. But at the same time, the industry could be in a completely different place. And they could be like, you know what? We know that we're going to get the most bang of our buck for not having diversity. So let's just mm-hmm. recast a lot of these roles. Yep. You know what I mean? That's the most, that's the cynic, cynical Brandon in me thinking that. But at the same time, this industry has shown that they'll revert back to their shitty ways, especially if they think it's going to uh, make a few extra bucks, especially given like the volatile state of the industry and um, the priorities of like, which audience are we actually trying to cater to with this? Yeah. They don't give a fuck. No, no. <laughs> they, they honestly, uh, they honestly just don't give a fuck. You know, it is what it is, but we already knew this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand. I don't think a lot of people understand that with the SAG after strike, Everything shut down in Hollywood. So everything you've heard about, every movie we've talked about recently that maybe ended on a cliffhanger like Fast 10, Across the Spider-Verse, uh, you know, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, none of these are going to have their next parts any fucking time soon. I'm talking years, possibly, yeah. depending on how long these strikes go for. And it sucks because we were going to get... I think with Deadpool 3, based on what I've heard, especially with Jennifer Garner's Electra being confirmed, and I know, folks, we just shitted on the Daredevil movie last week. Uh, I mean, that movie was god-awful. But the fact that they had Jennifer Garner coming back, it was rumored that they had James Marsden, Halle Berry. Um, Halle, Halle Berry. Uh, obviously, they have Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine. They were going to have some of the people from the old Fantastic Four, like Jessica Alba and shit. Ben Affleck was apparently on set uh, as Matt Murdock. They were going to do what uh, we thought that Doctor Strange and the multiverse might do, where it's like you're passing through, you see all these crazy iterations of different characters, right? And now it's like, will we see that? Are we going to see just like a half-assed version of that? Because by the time everyone comes back, they might be like, fuck, how do we pick this momentum back up? Like if you're halfway through a movie shoot, how do you just pick back up like like half a year, maybe even longer after? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it's also it's like for especially these superhero movies and things like that. That's a lot of work you got to do as far as like physical work to get in yeah. shape for those roles. Oh yeah, so yeah. Even once the uh, uh, the strike gets lifted, then they're gonna have to be like, okay, oh, now we're gonna have to give you about a good three to six months to get back into you know filming shape, uh, just so you can continue that role. Dude, that's wild because now I think about that, the studios usually pay, I think for if you're like a big enough star, the studios will pay for you to maintain your body like that. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't imagine a Chris Hensworth baby. Like, he he definitely gets to pick his trainer, but I don't think he actually has to pay his trainer. I think whatever project he's on, it's probably yeah. this rider, like, you're paying for my trainer. trainer. So, let's say Hugh Jackman or Ryan Reynolds are like, Disney pays for my trainer while I'm doing Deadpool 3, and then that's gone. Otherwise, they have to pay out of pocket to maintain that body for however fucking long. The strike, that's crazy, because that could be a lot of money. That could add but real Brandon, Brandon, it's not just about the trainer. It's oh, the yeah, nutrition. Yeah. You know, it's the chef. It's there's so many things that that have to go with you know the maintaining or the uh, the perfecting of the human uh, form. Uh, so like there's you know there's the supplementations. There's so many things that you know that that we're yeah the steroids. Uh, uh, that's you know a part of this that you know it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah, that's wild. Also, uh, rumor was possibly uh, the inclusion of. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen coming back as Scarlet Witch, as well as um, some other uh, Marvel characters, uh, iterations that we hadn't seen in a long time, like uh, um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X again, and uh, even Mc- Ian, uh, Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto, which would be mm-hmm. nice. Even though I really, I don't know, man, for Patrick Stewart, I thought Le- Logan was a perfect exit for that character. Yes, it was very violent and jarring, but I actually thought it was like, it was, it was one of my favorite Patrick Stewart performances ever because the when he had the dimension, the realization that he poss- he probably killed all the X-Men was so heartbreaking yeah. right before he died. And then like for him to bring him back in, multi- in Multiverse of Madness, I was like, this is kind of lame. Because then we got to see him die again, but wasn't as impactful, like near, not nearly yet. As, and then, uh, but then again, he had... He uh, his character died uh, during the original um, uh, trilogy. Then it died oh, also yeah, yeah, in the yeah. So I'm, he's died a thousand times over. You're right. I always what, block out. It's funny. I always block out the Last Stand. I always forget that that movie exists because it was yeah. such trash. Um, but yeah, even Ian McKellen. I thought Days of Future Past. That was a great exit for him as Magneto because that nigga's real old. You know, mm-hmm. but, and they want to come back for a goofy cameo with Ryan Reynolds just acting fucking crazy. It'd be hilarious if he's just like, I'm just going to destroy all the multiverses. Yeah. That'd be, or like, I'm going to kill all the Deadpools. So I'm the only fucking one. I could definitely see that being the plot. He's like, wait, I, there's I, more, I, I, there's more of me out there? Nah. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, we do have, um, we do have a little, uh, some more uh, Marvel news uh, in regards to the video game uh, genre. Uh, Black Panther video game is in development. Yeah. Uh, with EA Studio, new studio promises uh, um, from a new EA studio, um, which is going to be making a video game revolving around T'Challa. The EA-owned yeah. Cliffhanger Games, uh, which is based in Seattle, is working on an original third-person single-player Black Panther game. So... We will see. I'm curious about how many, how much work they're going to actually do to make sure it's authentic. I hope Ryan Coogler's involved or somebody, somebody. All I'll say is if you played an EA game in the last number of years, EA sports, this game is trash. So I, I doubt that the game is actually going to be all that great. I was wondering about that. yeah, so uh, I, I mean, and obviously EA Sports is a different division of EA. But uh, what games EA, did they do? F- the FIFA's, right? No, no, they did like they did. Well, they did Madden, 
uh, for a long time. And Madden is, in my opinion, almost unplayable uh, at this point now. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, I hate it. Um, I mean, it's not definitely not the cultural phenomenon it used to be. No, no, it it, it sucks. Um, they, they, they've done, EA was behind a lot of uh, games in the, in the past, but like, yeah, they've fallen off hard, hard. Oh, well, so like, I I I'm, I don't have uh, much. Um, yeah, yeah, much I, I don't, for it. Good. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's gonna necessarily be uh, amazing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. Um, because you definitely play a lot more EA sport games than I do, so you would know. Um, another thing that's a little bit unfortunate, but also kind of exciting, just because of the IP being used. Thor director Kenneth Branagh is rumored to helm a live action gargoyles movie for Disney. Um, obviously this might drastically change given the writer and actor strike. Um, mm. but I love gargoyles growing up that cartoon was boss so but kenneth brana also directs some very boring ass movies so including the first yeah, door yeah i mean it's interesting uh i just don't know if uh if gargo- gargoyles is going to be the thing that that's going to be able to make a comeback that people are really going to care about yeah did you watch gargoyles growing up i did yeah. I-, I wasn't a- I wasn't like huge, huge into it, but like, yes, I I did watch it. Uh, EA also does the UFC games. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, those graphics are rough. The U, U UFC games, those are those. No, are- no, no. They've got they've gotten a lot better. Oh, okay. They've, got, they've gotten a lot better, but still, it's still, you know, uh, like there's there's not many EA titles that I would uh, waste my time uh, playing. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But uh, the Gargoyle movie, I mean, if it does come to fruition, I think you're right. I, th- I can see that being more of a maybe a Disney Plus release than like a theatrical thing, similar to like Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, but yeah. I also don't see it being nearly as fun and nearly as like a good surprise that Chippendale Rescue Rangers is. Um, yeah. Because I'll still go back and watch that occasionally. Like, it's just so fucking funny for no reason. It's so yeah. silly. Um, but yeah, uh, so... Two more pieces of movie news before we get to some quick trailer, trailer reactions. Braun, the Canadian studio behind such movies as Joker, The Mule, and uh, the TV shows Euphoria, The Idol, Apple's Blackbird, and The Morning Show, as well as the Focus Features Oscar-nominated movie Tar and A24's uh, horror hit X has filed for bankruptcy, which is crazy because the Joker made like a billion dollars at the box office. So... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's crazy. If like a, and also they have the Joker sequel in, in uh, production as well as um, expanding franchises for Legally Blonde and RoboCop. So that's wild. I mean, these studios are not. I, I mean, I I will say that traditional studios are not doing well. Nope. And and then them. I listened to a really good podcast, and this kind of goes into the last news story, which is about Netflix removing their basic ad-free plans in the United States and the UK, which is so fucked up because that means they're forcing you to either do the ad, the the uh, the, um, the profile that forces ads on you, and you're paying a little bit less, but now it's like cable, or you have to yep. bump up the price significantly to get the ad-free shit. 
And apparently they limited the devi- number of devices you can have these account on now. Like for, for one of these plans, you can only have one single device. For others, it's limited to two. That is crazy. So they're not only like squeezing you in regards to accessibility and also pricing, but the talent, you know now, if you pay attention, the talent isn't getting any of that money. Yet they're crying, oh, we can't give, we don't know how to measure the success of a show. Like we can't do yep. that. But it's like, well, if you have advertisers, you need to give them metrics, right? Because otherwise, they're not going to just keep funneling millions and millions of dollars into the void. I mean, yeah, they do that, but they're not going to do that in this climate. In this well, economy? Uh, <laughs> now, with all of this uh, with all of this talk with Netflix and such, Netflix stock price actually just fell today by $15. It did? Yes. Thank God. I mean, I don't think it's going to do anything. I think these money, these places have enough money in the, especially like an Apple or Amazon. I think those are the biggest issues. They have so much money and their film and TV departments are so minuscule compared to everything else that they do yeah. as a tech company that they can hold out for years if they wanted to. Yeah. I mean, listen, and, and they can hold out for years. And then as their content uh, starts to dwindle and people stop fucking with them, that gives everybody else an opportunity to build up. Yeah, but the thing is, the difference, especially like with Apple, it's a little bit more complicated because they have like, you know, their technology. But with Amazon, it literally is like Amazon Prime, this podcast, the town did a really good job of like uh, exemplifying this. Amazon Prime is essentially like, hey, I may not use all year. Every week I may not use Amazon Prime to order toilet paper or a toy for my kid or whatever. But Hey, I could watch a Jack Ryan or like a freebie show if I want occasionally. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's worth the money I pay every month or once a year for it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of like a second thought versus like you actually, like when you think it, like you see Netflix on your bill, you're like, did I watch Netflix enough to justify me now paying almost $20 a month for this? Yeah. Whereas Amazon prime, like it's multifaceted how you use yeah. that. So that's 100%. why these tech companies, they have the monopoly on it. And the, and the traditional studios just did not peep the game. Yep. Well, but, but that's the thing is like, because of the fact that, you know, um, you know, Amazon, uh, they have so many other aspects built in uh, to that price. They're more likely to, you know, to, to survive, you know, all of this uh, craziness because it, it, they're not basing uh, their business solely off of just a streaming service. Yeah. And uh, Netflix, they're just a streaming service. You know, they, they're just do, uh, doing that. So, like, if they want to hold out, everybody else makes a deal, but them, all you're doing is building up Amazon. All you're doing is building up uh, Disney Plus or all these other places. And Netflix is the one who's just like, fuck you guys. We don't need you. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, therefore, you know, the, the well's going to start to run dry. Uh, on them now yes that's gonna mean it's just like hey guys we're not gonna get stranger things or you know that last season of stranger things that we wanted and all that kind of shit don't you put that on the universe no don't you fucking say that i will i will come to long island i need to get the last season of stranger things but brandon that's the exact fucking thing that's what they want want. i know i'm trapped justin look at me i'm shaking no, but you shouldn't you shouldn't even give a fuck at this point because they're playing so dirty it's like Think about this. The fact is, like, yeah, we're not get the last thing. It's strange. If they they get a they get a deal, which is more swaying towards the Netflix uh, end, those kids who put in all that work all those years, 
they're they're likely getting shafted by millions upon millions of dollars of what they should have earned uh, off of that. I mean, like you had, um, like we were talking about the Bob Inger, um, Iger, whatever his fucking name is, uh, the, the Disney dude. Uh, I, I noted, um, I think it was in one of our chat groups, uh, someone shared the link of a, a, a gentleman who was a writer on, uh, what's the popular show right now? The Bear. Fuck. The Bear. Yeah, The Bear. The bear. And he was just like, he was he was under the poverty line writing on a show, which is a fucking critical Huge. fucking hit uh, yeah. uh, right now. It's just like, how does that make any fucking sense? Mm-hmm. You think everyone thinks, hey, yo, you wrote that you you're one of the one of the writers on that show. You're good. Like, but that's not how it works. And that's trash. And that's in that, you know, for those people, it was just like, oh, these actors just want more and more and more. It's like, no, like these actors, these writers, they just want something. Just want a piece of the pie, baby. Just a piece Mm -hmm. of the pie. Going up to that midnight sky. I mean, again, eventually there will be a deal, but I think the business will fundamentally change. And I don't necessarily know if it'll be for the better because just knowing Hollywood and knowing um, how quickly the they ever, way to fuck you. Yeah, yeah. And how quickly they are to go back to the way that it was, especially for regards to people who are in power and who have influence. Yeah, it's it's for me I'm I'm it's 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 a dreadful time as a creative and thinking about it. Yeah. Um and it's but uh, you know there are still some movies coming out. Uh one of them is the Bob Barley uh biopic by the director of King Richard, which stars uh Kingsley Ben Am- Amir, I believe. Kinsley Adir Adir, who is currently on Secret uh, Secret War Evasion on uh, Disney Plus. I think it looked fine. I saw some people online that are like, "Why his hair look like that? Why why he look like that?" But, but, but I'm like, let's wait and see the movie. I thought the trailer gave a little bit too much, but at the same yeah. time, it's also his life. And if you're a fan of Bob Marley, you kind of know about the assassination attempt and the making of the al- the classic album and stuff like that. So um, I think it looks well shot. I just wonder, is this just a pocket in time of Bob Marley's life when he's making the album? Or is this like uh, supposed to be a whole encompassing biopic? Because I feel like that's where the missteps usually happen. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, personally, like, I don't know too, too much about Bob Marley. Uh, obviously, I know his music. You know, I you know I know you know about his death and some of the things uh, that he kind of stood for and and whatnot. But I don't know too much into his life. Um, so, like, I'm interested in and in, you know seeing and, and learning more about Mar- Bob Marley. And obviously, we also know this is a this is a Hollywood you know dramatized uh, version of it. And uh, but this is um, a kind of a catalyst to make you go and rediscover Bar- Bob Marley for who who he truly was. So that's why these biopics are uh are really good and they're and and whatnot. Uh so like, yeah, I, I'm here for it. Uh and also the actor, you know, he's done some great work. Uh mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm down for it, you know. And you know, there's always gonna be people uh, to complain because I feel like sometimes while yes, you know, black artists, you know, we see some fucking, you know, trashy shit. They'll put in there, you know, it's just like y'all spent no time on this. Mm-hmm. It's like, but also people who um uh, who who see a black a black artist finally getting some shine or whatever, 
And instead of being just like, oh man, look at this awesome thing that you're doing. It's <laughs> just like, how can we tear this apart and make it just not fun for you? Mm-hmm. So like, there's, there's so many levels to it. It was just like, yo, just let this, let this cat eat. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. The movie comes out in the fall. Uh, this is the first trailer and a real official look we've seen of the movie. Um, I think that that actor, like he's been getting for people that are watching Secret Invasion, people are really liking him. I know the ladies really like him. Um, and mm-hmm. After one night in Miami, he's a, he's he's got my money. I always watch anything he does because um, of that performance. It's Malcolm X, so uh, and that's hard to do because he's right on the day with Denzel. Denzel obviously is the goat. In regards to betrayal, Malcolm X on film, but mm-hmm. that was a strong, strong second. Um, yep. Other trailer we watched is the <laughs> Nun. Rock landed on us. <laughs> the other uh, trailer we watched was the Nun Two, which is the sequel to the infamous uh, horror film that uh, had one of the craziest quotes of medium popcorn history. I don't even remember that quote. That was the one about the drool, right? Was that? I think it was, was the drool. I think I think it was. I don't, I don't know why in the nuns' uh, review you would start talking about you masturbating and drooling, but okay. Because we talked about uh, spirits. Oh no, it wasn't. It was a uh, shit. It was, <laughs> why would you think that was a nun? But go ahead. I don't know because it's part of that whole. Se- oh no, the nun is the paranormal activity shit. Yes, because I got the conjuring and all that shit. You know, the Annabelle, Annabelle creation. What I was thinking about about. But yeah, this is a different horror film. They're all fucking, these expanding universes are crazy. Um, yes. But I'm not, obviously, I don't care too much about The Nun 1. So The Nun 2, I was just kind of like, all right, another horror film that's pretty low budget. Well, it's not low budget, but it'll make its money back for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nothing really stood out to me in this trailer. Yeah. Except the fact is like, when the shit was on the fucking wall and all of a sudden just turn around like, ah! Yep. <laughs> like, oh, man, that's not fun. Yeah, anything, anytime anything's on the wall and it's not a, it's not conversation, it's never a good thing. Listen, man, when anytime I'm watching these trailers, the only thing that really gets me is when these things grab up somebody by their face or like, you know, up around the neck. That shit always, because I don't like being grabbed by, by the neck. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of being this grabbed was... by the neck uh, Ahsoka which stars Rosario Dawson in the titular character who I would love to have grab me by the neck um, this is a fuller trailer for upcoming uh, Disney Plus series um, and uh, it looks fun but again as I told people who listen to this podcast especially on Patreon I have Star Wars fatigue after the rise of Skywalker I absolutely hate the way they treated John Boyega's character, even Oscar Isaac to an extent. I just was really frustrated by the story they went with with that. And it kind of soured me on a lot of Star Wars. Boba Fett wasn't great. I have yet to watch Mandalorian season three. I've yet to watch anything past the Andor pilot. I've heard it's fantastic. Uh, I just, I just don't care. I honestly, the Disney plus, I haven't cared about their content in a while. Mm. And so maybe this will change me. Maybe I'll start locking back in a few weeks, but I've had some free time to watch a lot of stuff and I ain't been watching the star Wars stuff, but do you, I haven't watched the star Wars shit in years, man. Yeah. 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 The, the last, the last thing I've watched star Wars was the rise of Skywalker. Oh, wow. I mean the Mandalorian, the first two seasons were solid. I think season two got a little long in the tooth, but season one's really good. Yeah. That, but the first season 
of the Mandalorian. I think I watched the first uh, episode and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's... And, and, I, and I, I never picked it back up. I think people were just so surprised that it wasn't as shitty as Rise of Skywalker that they were like, let me keep giving this a chance. And then it got pretty good. And now I've heard it's just eh from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I heard Andor is like so different that it's good in regards to like what they did in the Star Wars universe. But Ahsoka, it seems more of the same. We'll see. Obi-Wan wasn't great either. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with this. But uh, another film that's like, it's kind of like another project where you're kind of like, I guess we'll see Wonka starring Timothy Chalamet, which again, it, I, I never understand how they do these like origin stories because if this is supposed to be an origin story related to the original Charlie, Charlie and Chocolate Factory or even the Johnny Depp Charlie and Chocolate Factory, if it's any relation to those, which it may not be, why is the prequel more diverse than the, the follow-up? They have all kinds of black and brown people in this trailer. He's he's working with one black girl, it seems like, working on some chocolate shit, some recipes that he's probably going to steal from her, like a slave, you know, like the, 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 they did with the, the, the recipe for Popeyes and shit. That's the story mm-hmm. I want to see, these white people stealing the recipe from black folks for Popeyes. You give me no, a Popeyes no. movie, I'm I want to see. I want to see Jack Daniels. Oh, oh. Yeah, because you remember, that was a nigga in the woods. Oh, yeah, a no, only, only a brother would come up with putting some sugar like that in a whiskey. You know what? Actually, if they made a movie about the Jack Daniels uh, True Master Brewer, and it was called The Nigga in the Woods, I would not be mad. <laughs> not man on the moon, but nigga yeah. in the woods. Nigga I'd be okay woods. with <laughs> Nigga in the Woods starring John David Washington. <laughs> and, and like, they call me the wood man. <laughs> and his hair all crazy, and him just taking a sip Ooh. with a ladle. <laughs> and then a white guy is like, hey, man, you know, uh, I've been trying to make this liquor. It's like, let me taste some of that, boss. Oh, you need some extra bark in that. Because, I don't know, I hate, I hate that, that whiskey. Jack Daniels, it's, it's too sweet for me. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Guess you ain't just Kool-Aid drinking, nigga. Huh? I, I mean, I drink <laughs> Kool-Aid, but, you know, I like kombucha. Um Blue Beetle is the same thing. <laughs> Blue Beetle is another uh, trailer that we watched. They keep advertising this movie like uh, the Flash ain't just bomb. I think they're yeah. really playing Richard up the fact. Hoping and praying. <laughs> yeah, I think they're really like being like Hispanic families, please come out, baby. But um, <laughs> you got the 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 actor, the lead actor, like out here in support of the SAG after strike, saying like I'm not crossing the picket line. Like yes, I'm headlining this movie. It's a huge opportunity for me, but I'm not gonna do it. It, at this point, because of the Flash bombing the way it did, they should just release Blue Beetle and Aquaman 2 on Max. Yeah. Just drive us subscribers that way because your box office, you're going to keep getting embarrassed at the box office. And I don't want a movie like Blue Beetle with the representation that it has to be considered a box office bomb. I'd rather go to Max where if they're going to continue not sharing streaming data, just let that be the case and let families enjoy Blue Beetle and know that it may or may not be part of the whatever shit show DCU, James Gunn, and Peter Safran have planned. Exactly. And that's the other fact is, of, you know, like, yeah, you, you know, uh, The Flash, yeah, we told you it was going to be trash and people didn't believe us. Um, and, and it bombed. It's like, but partly is because James, before that movie was released, James Gunn comes like, oh, yeah, none of this shit matters anymore. So why would you go see it? It don't mean yeah. shit to nobody. 
You know, and it's just like, no, yeah. but this is gonna reset everything. Like, nah, bro. We remember when you said none of this shit matters anymore. It's yep. like you, they, they, they fucking, they shot themselves in the foot. Now and, and now that's on top of the, all the Ezra Miller shit and all and, and all that. But it's like, yeah, they should have held that shit, you know, to the chest a little bit oh, uh, yeah. before that out. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. For real though, for real though, because you know, you know, and and, and you know, I'm not even saying this because y'all know I'm I'm a fan, but like everybody blamed it on the Rock, but like blame it God, on the Rock. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on that big black Samoan. Uh, <laughs> um, but everybody blame it on the on the rock. But in actuality, you should blame it on the fact is that you know immediately after that movie came out, they were just like, yeah, we're ever setting the whole thing. It's just like they should have had a little bit more chill before they went. They should have released all these movies and then, uh, or or just done a reset. And after the movie was out, be like, hey, so this movie, just know what happened in that movie. That's actually resetting a lot of things, yeah. you know, and such and such and such. That would have been the way to do it. They shot themselves in the foot. They really fucked themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think what really ultimately happened, though, and again, like Warner Brothers, given how much money they already put into the Flash, I would have personally, I would have probably scrap the flash and try to insert the whatever multiverse thing into Aquaman two. Cause Aquaman two was still doing reshoots like a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like do a multiverse storyline with that instead. Cause yeah, I've just heard that it's, it's terrible. It's current iteration. Um, I have yeah. a really good authority that it's, it's garbage just a few months ago. So um, if they should have chose that storyline, give that to Jason Momoa, who's a charming charismatic dude. Especially if you know for years now that Ezra Miller was a problematic person. Mm-hmm. But they stuck with their guns, no pun intended, and it, they got egg on their face. And so now they're like freaking out because they probably know that people aren't going to come out for their next two movies before you get the Superman movie. Yep. So, and mean, none of it matters. None of it matters. That's what I thought about Twisted Metal when I saw that Peacock commercial. Oh my God. I was just like, what? I mean, I know people got to work and I actually know someone who worked on this show. Um, but I also was asking myself, why? Like, why is this IP where you're like, hey, you know what we really got to do? Remember that crazy ass video game that like only like motherfuckers that like were uh, into Metallica played? Yeah, let's do that game. Yeah. It's fucking hey, crazy. Cl- uh, a clown head on the top of an ice cream truck. Let's make that game. I'm like what? <laughs> this game was, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate to generalize like that, but it really was like the the hard, like the quote unquote hard metal dudes that played this game, or the people that were like attention seeking psychopaths for some reason. And there were always white dudes. It was always white dudes. So the fact that it stars Anthony Mackie and uh, Stephanie uh, uh, Bazaar from uh, In the Heights is cuckoo bananas to me. Um, yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's actually surprisingly good. Well, I don't know. I'm just glad that Anthony Mackie, uh, because of strike, he can't do any more interviews because <laughs> he's not good, dude. Captain America four. They better put that. They better. They may as well do that. Those shits with AI at this point because he says crazy shit off the cuff. 
Yeah, he does. He really does. He's not doing himself. He's not doing uh, Marvel any favors. No, no, not at all. Especially after what's happening recently with some of their actors. Uh, yeah, they got to keep Anthony Mackie. They're going to just have Harrison Ford and all the fucking junkets. That's it. Hey, man, let's just put Robert Downey Jr. in, in uh, blackface and, <laughs> and let him go go ham, baby. That meme that I'm goes here around for- with all the black MCU actors and then Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder in the background is so funny. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> but I was associated. <laughs> Y'all in luck. <laughs> all right. Back when the war broke out, I was associated down the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fry up some of them greens. <laughs> <laughs> you want to die? Speaking guys thinking that we making play on the apes on YouTube or some shit. <laughs> Anyways, folks, we can quote Tropic Thunder all day. And if you don't like Tropic Thunder, I don't know what to tell you because we fucking love that over here at Medium Popcorn. So, um, yeah, we do. <laughs> the last trailer we watched was Napoleon, the Ridley Scott movie starring Walking Phoenix, where he plays the. Is Napoleon notorious for being a strategic? Yeah, like, yeah, he was a general. Okay, I know he was a general, but I thought like it was all like about his ego because he was sh- a short dude, and that was also no, that, his downfall. So actually, Napoleon wasn't necessarily short. That was propaganda used against him. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't. He was actually like he he was actually like average height or even just a little bit taller. Uh, for that time and under today's guys yes he'd be he'd be short but like at that time he was just around the same height as most other people but mm-hmm. they just they they just said that just to piss him off and just say that he's some short little guy you don't have to worry about him so the napoleonic complex that's all bullshit then uh yeah for i mean uh, to a degree yes okay interesting yeah Damn. but but like yeah so like it's uh, again, it's, it's propag- it was propaganda. That was one of my favorite jokes of all time from Clone High, like the original series, where they had a clone of Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon, and I think he was like in charge of the, the school cafeteria or some shit. <laughs> he's yelling at the lunch ladies. He's got the little suit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but that's our <laughs> movie news and trailer reactions. You just gave me the blank as the fucking basis <laughs> when I said that. You all know you can follow me at American Collins. Um, uh, oh, no, fuck that. Follow me at Frodo underscore Blackens on mm-hmm. threads and Instagram. American Collins is only on Twitter, and that shit is dead to me. So follow me on threads and Instagram. Frodo underscore Blackens. B-L-A-C-K-I-N-S. And also you can follow the show at Medium P Podcast, all the social media platforms. Be sure to go to YouTube.com slash Medium P Podcast to push that subscribe button so you get alerted about all future reviews with our ugly mugs in them. Also, you can go over there, check out interviews with Janelle Monet, Idris Alba, and uh, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff over there. Give us those views while we on strike because Justin and I can use the support. And Justin, how can people follow you as well? Support the show financially if they choose to do so, my brother. Guys, you can uh, hit me up at J Brown did it on socials, but if you're feeling extra froggy and you want to support this show and help us go through the next level, I don't know where Macho Man Randy Savage came from. You can go to patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, uh, $10 and $15 packages. Yeah. Uh, we have so much uh, content on our page. Patreon. It's absolutely absurd that you are not a part of it. So guys, again, that's patreon.com slash medium popcorn. And please leave us a voicemail 347-508-0978. That's right. Come fuck with us. And seriously, if you're not on Patreon or you were on Patreon Come and left, us. 
yo, come back. Come back. This shit is so good now. It's starting to, like, get a lot of momentum. We got a lot of new subscribers. Come through. It's a fun time. We just post post a lot of bonus shit. We uh, engage in the Discord. Yeah, dick pics too, man. I'll be sending some DMs. I just be sending dick pics randomly to our patriots. They appreciate it. They probably don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, come on and see. Come on and see and get a dick from us at some point. But also get some, oh boy. <laughs> get some buttery movie reviews. This this is not going well. This pitch is this pitch is petering out. Anyone that was on Patreon.com slash media popcorn and about to click subscribe just said nope and close that window. <laughs> Guys, if you want a dick pic, just reach out to Brandon. He'll send you a dick pic. <laughs> I won't suggest it though. <laughs> well, I'm a grower, not a show. that like I got one. <laughs> yeah. You always do this. I'm not impressed. <laughs> you always like anyways. Folks. I don't know why, but I felt like I, I felt like that little uh, sequence right there was very Roger from American Dad. <laughs> I don't watch American Dad because I read books. All right, folks. Uh we love you. We hold you and we hope you stay strong out there because there's a lot of crazy shit between the weather, the strikes, just life. Stay strong. And aliens, guys, and the aliens. <laughs> and aliens. And we uh, we hope that you, uh, this show brings you some sauce. Solace, not sauce. I'm tired too, Justin. It's your solstice. Medium popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're fun.